This podcast is an adaptation of the live radio broadcast of On Wisconsin, containing just the discussion segment. Next time, to catch the whole episode, tune in every Sunday at 3 p.m. on 91.7 FM Madison or streaming worldwide on WSUM.org. Thank you and enjoy. We are back. You're listening to On Wisconsin on WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. For those of you who are just tuning in, this week on Wednesday the 27th was the second Republican primary debate ahead of the 2024 presidential elections. WSUM News watched the debate live and we're here to give a recap in case you missed it. Before we start... The opinions expressed on this show do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. So, uh, just a bit of um, background uh, on the debate. Uh, They had a few candidates. They had uh, North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum, former Governor of New Jersey Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, former Governor of, of South Carolina and former Ambassador to the UN, Ron DeSantis, Governor of Florida, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, he's a CEO, uh, Tim Scott, um, which is the uh, Senator from South Carolina, and Mike Pence. But Trump was absent yet again, and uh, I know people were feeling Asa Hutchinson, but no Asa this time. Uh, it was streamed on Fox News, uh, Fox Business, and in, Span- in Spanish on Univision. <clears throat> and it was live-streamed on uh, Rumble, uh, which the RNC partnered with for this debate. And it was at Ronald Reagan's Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California, and they did not let you forget about that fact. Yeah. So um, that's just a, a bit of the background. We, in, in terms of the polls, <coughs> Trump has uh, still been up about like 55.1% as of the 29th of this month. Uh, the closest candidate is Ron DeSantis at like 13.5%. So they're really competing for second place. And uh, Ron DeSantis has been going down in the polls. And Vivek Ramaswamy has been rising. Nikki Haley has been rising. Um, and the other candidates are just kind of lagging behind. Uh, so we have a few clips, too. Yeah. Um, I think Trump, even when he's not there, he's the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. And he even sent out in a press release later that night um, from his campaign senior advisor saying, quote, Tonight's GOP debate was as boring and inconsequential as the first debate, and nothing that was said will change the dynamics of the primary contest being dominated by President Trump. President Trump has a 40 or 50 point lead in the primary election and a 10 point lead over Joe Biden in the general election. Unquote. It's a longer quote than that, but essentially Trump is maintaining that he doesn't even need to be there. Yeah. Um, And, And the thing is, is he's right. I mean, he's got a lock on the Republican base in this country that is uh, more surefire than I think even past Republican presidents at this point. Um, And if you have this many candidates in the field, you're going to ultimately split the vote for all these anti-Trump candidates. But ultimately, he's still at 55 percent, which is a majority of the Republican Party. So, yeah. And the candidates that are at the debates are often asked about him. And Mm -hmm. he it's an interesting to watch them toe the line. Some of them are very clearly anti-Trump, but mm-hmm. they don't want to kind of say that outright and lose all those supporters. And some of them 
are very clearly pro-Trump. So it's interesting to watch that. This is one clip that yeah. stuck stuck out for us. Um, of yeah. Chris, Chris Christie. Christie. Yep, Chris Christie um, calling uh, Donald Trump Donald Duck. Yeah. Very original. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera right now and tell you, Donald, I know you're watching. You can't help yourself. I know you're watching, okay? And you're not here tonight. Not because of polls and not because of your indictments. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. So. <laughs> I, I just love how committed to the joke he is yeah we're not gonna call you donald trump we're gonna call you donald duck there was so many moments like that where i feel like all of them were trying to get their little sound bite in mm -hmm. and they were trying to like have their little phrase that they want to catch on yes and that's kind of what the whole debate felt like and i remember we were watching it and at the end someone who was watching it with us said they didn't do closing statements and i felt like mm -hmm. they didn't need to because everything they said was like they're punchy like this is my yeah. statement yeah they clearly like practice these lines before the debate my favorite uh thing that happened is you know they were all constantly talking over each other mm -hmm. and there was this one part i didn't clip this out but it because it was too confusing i, I feel mm -hmm. like like to listen to but like tim scott was trying to get in the line during crime like this country is in retreat and he only got this country is in retreat and that was it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it went on and it moved on and it just felt like okay these people are very rehearsed and over practiced yeah, and we also discussed this right after watching the debate, but it definitely felt like some candidates didn't answer the question. It felt mm -hmm. like they were using it as a segue to talk about mm -hmm. this, the topics that they wanted to talk about. Exactly. I mean, what kept on coming up during all these questions? China. 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 China, China, I China. Remember, I think it was Nikki Haley specifically. There was one question where... Just complete what, like, usually they kind of, like, try to segue it, but she just completely <laughs> responded to the first question a little bit and then was like, but back to China. Like, I think she said that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, I remember that. I was just watching it beforehand because I had to assemble all these clips. Mm -hmm. And, like, she was, like, they were talking about the border, and she was like, but what we really have to talk about is China. Now, yeah. do we share a border with China? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But, like, they really want to harp on this kind of red scare uh, tension with China and make this um, a big thing for the next decade, really. And uh, they, they're very much on a war footing, I feel like, for with China. So, I think another topic that came up was um, kind of in both the healthcare and education realm was mm -hmm. LGBT rights. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, Vivek Ramaswamy had a very... Um, pointed statement about that, oh, which yeah. I'll play right now. Mm -hmm. Over 10.7 million students in over 18,000 public schools nationwide have the ability to change their identity without parental notification. Governor Christie told Stewart last week that he would pass a federal law to protect parental rights. Would you try to do the same? I have to be very clear about this. Transgenderism, especially in kids, is a mental health disorder. We have to acknowledge the truth of that for what it is. So, very strong words there mm -hmm. from him. Yeah. Um, I mean, just transphobia is yeah. rising in the country, and it's 
predominantly in the Republican Party. But it's also like I, I don't want to like gloss over it. Like even in Madison, there are people who are liberals mm -hmm. who have these transphobic views about uh, uh, people. And I, I think it's 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 on the rise and they're just not helping the issue. I thought it was really interesting considering how a lot of the candidates were talking about like healthcare and like how oh your healthcare should be between you know a patient and a doctor like leave it at patient and doctor but then they're being very blatant like these people shouldn't have any gender affirming surgeries like right. these people should not be doing anything to like make a transition which is kind of I don't know ironic in a sense that they're like oh healthcare should be between you and your doctor unless you're trans or non-binary i feel yeah it was a similar thing with abortion too mm -hmm. where they have that like between you and your doctor except yeah type of deal mm -hmm. and i also think i remember from the first debate uh nikki haley i think was saying that you know her personally she's pro-life but like it's a state's choice thing something like that mm -hmm. and um and she got booed for saying something like that so i yeah. think it's i think i don't know i think there's these kind of talking points that if they don't adhere to they get booed or they yes. get like really so it's interesting like what are they actually what do they actually believe versus what are they just saying because they want people to agree with them yeah and I think part of the problem is is that, like, you know, a lot of these uh, politicians are older. The time that they were elected, the big thing was less government, Ronald Reagan, you know, cutting everything um, in terms of government. And now they've gone more to the right and they're more hateful because they have a very small base of people. Right. Because, like, most Americans are not Republicans or Democrats. And the smallest party is the Republican Party mm -hmm. in this country. Right. And so their base has become more um racist and transphobic over time and now they're realizing that they've created this beast uh and and they don't know how to put it in the bottle basically and going off of what ray said i thought it was really interesting how vivek like very explicitly talks about children like he was coming at it the ang like he's coming at the issue with the angle of oh we need to save the children like we need to think about the children and it's like well, you're not really considering that that these are adult people who have a right to bodily autonomy, who have the right to make those choices for themselves. And I think it's always interesting how like Republicans and conservatives kind of use that rhetoric of, oh, think of the children. We need to save the children. It's like yes. this issue doesn't really concern children. It's yeah. also like it's they're like save the children, like revamp children's education but also shut down the department of education yes. i think was another main point of the debate yeah. that kept getting brought up was that they don't want the department of education yeah. but then who's going to teach your kids yeah. we're failing in education and that's why we need to abolish the department of education like that's a great strategy let's let's undercut what we're trying to do but again it's just like they they have such a confused ideology of things it's just really um, they, they just really are going after minority groups of people um, based on uh, their own biases, you know. Um, but yeah. And I also wonder, like, I think it was you, Matthew, that was saying this that they're kind of also running for like vice president. Oh yes, they because are because yeah. they all know. I mean, as we just talked about, Trump is very much ahead. Mm -hmm. So I wonder. I mean. It's interesting how some of them are going anti-Trump, but then some of them 
are kind of just you can tell are just kind of taking his views because they want that audience oh yes they want to like them and that's like the central tension is that they have to use trumpian language to get them that's why mm-hmm. nikki haley sounds reasonable but at the end she has to mention but crt is also bad everybody mm-hmm. because like she needs to have that red meat for the base and i think ultimately like vivek represents this the best of like being a younger version of trump and i think he genuinely i think he wants to be uh his vice president um but yeah, no, they're definitely competing for positions in his administration. They also are are listening to polls. Something we didn't hear was the word woke. Why didn't we hear the word woke? Because most Americans don't know what it means anymore <laughs> because it, there's no definition to it, you know? Um, and I also feel like it plays into another thing in American society. We have this belief that the majority of people in this country are socially liberal and fiscally conservative when like the majority of polls have proven that it's the opposite majority of people want the government to do stuff for them but they have some socially conservative views on mm-hmm. across uh not across the board but um in certain areas you know and i think uh that was really it that's been really representative of how broken our politics are because especially with the transphobia issue it, you do see that um, even in liberal cities, there there is a, a latent transphobia when it comes to like athletes and sports and stuff like that. Um, but we don't talk about that. And then also the other thing is that people prioritize when they're going to the voting booth. So like the Republicans that ran in the midterm with this kind of a transphobic agenda overwhelmingly lost. And the reason they lost is because people were not focused on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Even though that they may hold these views, they are um, caring more about the economy and stability and democracy and stuff like that. So. Yeah. And going back to the Department of Education, <laughs> um, another um, moment that stuck out for us. And it was another one of those, you know, you can tell they're trying to, like, get their quote in yep. moments. Yeah. Um, they were discussing how Biden's Biden's wife. wife. Yeah, they were discussing. So they were discussing. Edu- okay, so the setup is they were discussing education. They asked Chris Christie, Chris Christie a question about education. He talks about, and you'll hear it in a clip, about uh, teachers' unions. And then he mentions that Biden's wife is a teacher and was in a teacher's union. And she's like an advocate for that. And then uh, Mike Pence has to jump in way later in the debate to mention something yeah. about his personal life. But let's tell the truth to everybody about what this is. This public school system is no longer run by the public. It is run by the teachers' unions in this country. Randy Weingarten and her crew are absolutely strangling. They are taking the worst of their members and defending them rather than advocating for our kids. And when you have the President of the United States sleeping with a member of the teachers union, there is no chance that you could take the stranglehold away from the teachers union every day. They have an advocate inside the White House every day for the worst of their teachers, not for our students to be the best they can be. A President of the United States has to take on the teachers union. I did it in New Jersey. And I will do it as President of the United States. Vice President Pence, the Department of Homeland Security warns that violence against LGBTQ plus people is on the rise and intensifying. According to a recent study, members of that community are nine times more likely to be victims of violent hate crimes. As President, how would you protect this community from violent attacks and discrimination? 
Well, as President of the United States, I'll, I'll stand up for the safety uh, and the civil liberties of every American from every background. And I want the American people to know that. But I want to answer the question as well, Dana, that you just asked of Burr. Because by way of full disclosure, Chris, you mentioned the president's situation. I'm, my wife uh, isn't a member of the teachers' union, but I've got to admit, I've, I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. So, <laughs> I love the hesitation before he said it. Like, he... He thought about it. I yes. I have so many questions. Yeah. Like, does he mean that he's sleeping with like just any teacher, or if, like, like just a random teacher, or does is he meaning that like oh my wife is so smart she could be a teacher? Like, what? I I'm confused on the joke. Um, I don't get it. No, that's no exactly. I think that he doesn't get it either. That's why he's making so many qualifiers. Is he's like, what is my point here? He was just. I think he was like, oh my, my wife's a teacher. But the way he says it, it's like, so are you admitting to an affair on public television? Is that yeah. what you're doing right now? Like, yeah. he's like trying going? to call back to the Biden thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just love the hesitation right before he says it. I know the qualifiers too. <laughs> yeah. he, he's like, you know, you mentioned Christy. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I, w I just wanted to say that my wife, uh, I've been sleeping with an educator for so, <laughs> 38 years. Yeah. Is is Mike Pence's wife a teacher? Yes, I just googled it. She oh. is, which makes it, which makes more sense. But mm -hmm. it would have made even more sense if he were to say, "My wife is a teacher." So I have been like, you know, what I mean? like, <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why he, why it he had to. Yeah, why he said like I'm sleeping with a teacher. It's like, okay, and like, I don't know. I feel I feel like there were so many better ways to say the, or, or there were so many better ways to make the point that he was trying to make. Yes, I'm married to a teacher. Yes. I've known yeah. a teacher. Like, mm -hmm. I think he really was afraid of like sounding like Bill Clinton. Like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I think he was trying to avoid that moment, but inadvertently also kind of recreated I mean, yeah. it, you know? I think, yeah, there were just so many moments like that where they would just, they had to come out with their little quote that, mm -hmm. they, that ends up going viral. Yeah. And like, hey, you can have a beer with me. That's like yeah. trying to be relatable, which I will say that is the most relatable thing Mike Pence has ever said in his <laughs> entire life. But... Oh, yeah. we got, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you this before. Okay, so we have, like, we have three clips l left. I feel like we can only get through maybe two of them. Mm -hmm. um, do you want to do r r the Ron DeSantis and let's his... Do, I think we already kind of talked about the border. Okay, one. let's do, let's do yeah. the other border that nobody talks about. <laughs> so here is another clip. Another thing that came up yes. was... Um, kind of the drug problem. Yes, border, uh, the border uh, security. Yeah. And uh, specifically with the Mexican border was the question, uh, and this was to Nikki Haley. And let's make that we've been, what about the aid that federal taxpayers are paying to deal with the root causes? It's not working. The or only aid that we should be spending right now is to secure the border, the southern border, the northern border, period. 
the southern border, the northern border, the water border. I don't even want whales coming into this country <laughs> without us knowing about it. I, I, I really love this clip. Iwan, um, you were bringing You thought that this clip was... Uh, yeah, I thought it was really interesting, especially because Nikki Haley has like a diplomacy background. Mm. So I thought it was really strange how the question was aimed towards uh, like drug like the drug problem in america and like border security at the south border with mexico and then out of the blue just out of nowhere she mentions canada (laughs) as far as i know like we have pretty good relations with canada so i thought it was really strange how she just kind of like threw that in there yeah i will just add republican lore on canada they they don't like justin trudeau they think that he is a dictator okay so canada like most european countries do not have term limits Um, because they're parliamentary democracy. So when the people like a party, they get to keep it in power for as long as they want, right? And Justin Trudeau has been in power because he's been a pretty good leader of Canada, right? Um, So they don't cycle through people like we do here down south. And they have more of a government intervention within the economy. But they also have this, my favorite theory is that uh, Justin Trudeau is the love child of... uh, um, the last Trudeau's wife and Fidel Castro. So (laughs) they think that he's the descendant of Fidel Castro, the son of Fidel Castro. And that's why Canada is going more towards authoritarianism, of course. Um, But yeah, no, I I really love this clip. Let's see, where was our... Oh, the last one is uh, Nikki versus Tim. So this is this... um, they're asking a question about, uh, do you think, uh, why do you think, Tim Scott, that uh, you should be president? Tell Nikki Haley, because they're from the same state. Like, she was the governor who appointed him, apparently, to the, the Senate. And so now they're asking for a justification. I think this spat between them really summarizes the Republicans' ideas, um, but also that this is really a fight of egos rather than ideas between yeah. these people. I think this was also, I mean, obviously we don't have visuals, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, this is where it kind of devolved from, like, a debate. I mean, it there was other points, too, mm-hmm. but you could really tell that it has kind of devolved from a debate, a formal debate, to, like, kind of just yelling at each other. Yes, yes. In 2013, Governor Haley hired you for the Senate. I'd like you to tell her why you should be promoted to CEO of the nation instead of her. Certainly. One of the things I'd say is if you look at our national debt of $33 trillion, I would love to have an opportunity to have this country pass a balanced budget amendment. That would constrain the spending in Washington in the same fashion that it does in every state in our nation, number one. Number two, if you want to actually reduce our national debt, you have to grow our economy. In order to grow our economy, you need to create about 10 million jobs to grow our economy at 5%. You can do that in three specific sectors. Number one, the energy sector. We could create between three and three and a half million jobs if we unleashed all of our energy resources. America is the most we're the richest country if you combine coal, gas, and oil. Why not unleash all of our resources? Number two, we've lost 100,000 factories, 100,000 factories in the last 25 years. If we continued on my Made in America plan, we could bring jobs back to America in a similar fashion that we did when I wrote the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. 
We actually lowered the corporate tax from 35% to 21%, reshored or repatriated $1.7 trillion. We brought the unemployment rates for African Americans, Hispanics, and Asians to the lowest level in the history of the country right, so and a 70 year low for women. Governor Haley, would you think you think you would? Well, deserve the promotion of all, I think, him. look, I, I appreciate Tim. We've known each other a long time. But he's been there 12 years, and he hasn't done any of that. He well, hasn't. Actually, they've only given four I, budgets well, on time in 40 years. He was part of that. Biggest, he increased the national the debt. History. He voted for the spending. You voted he for, has made you, sure that the borders are open, and they haven't done anything. Look at everything that's happened 12 years. Where have you been? Where have you been, Tim? I voted on most of those things. I have voted and nothing has happened. Here's what you've done. Here's the thing that I find interesting. Ron, Ron, let me finish oh, the first. Ron, 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 please. Was, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of just talking over, mm -hmm. and you heard the bell go off, and you just kept going. I see. That's why. I think that they should be put far, far away from each other <laughs> and then with microphones and far from the audience and far from like the microphones that are picking up them so that when you mute them, you can't hear them, you know? Exactly. Yeah, like maybe we need the Zoom. Bring back, bring back Zoom. Like bring back <laughs> Zoom, like where you can mute them yourself. There were so many, I was like, like I need captions on this or something because they're all talking at once and I couldn't tell what was happening. Yeah, I noticed at the beginning of it too. You heard Mike Pence said, "I'm not from Washington," and it's like, okay, <laughs> like they really need to get their speaking time yeah. in, even when it's walking over somebody else's question. I just I didn't get the the like what they were saying and like what the point of anything they were saying because I couldn't focus on like one voice at the time. Mm -hmm. yeah because they kept talking over each other yeah yeah i think they should have one microphone and they like pass it to each other <laughs> oh gosh they would never let go like you'd have to like maybe if you put a microphone in the middle and then like had them walk up to it yeah to answer a question i feel like that would be more entertaining to watch too. Debate like, style. yeah one microphone in the middle of the floor they all fight over it to answer the next question <laughs> have like, them like in like gates or something the gates open <laughs> say, if you don't have like physical restraint i'm a little weary that there will be like a fight over the mic Although that would be great television. That <laughs> real television. They should let us run the next yeah, debate. Exactly. We're, we, us and our audio, <laughs> like we're ready for this. Exactly. Um, I just wanted to mention, uh, in, in, in that clip, it just summarized like most of their ideas as a party. They, they're ignoring climate change. He was talking about bringing energy independence back, about drilling and all that stuff. So they're still ignoring climate change. A balanced budget amendment, which would just constrain the federal government. Uh, and cut things like, well, we need to invest in climate change. So if that went over the budget, um, like, for instance, military goes over the budget constantly, then we couldn't pay for, I don't know, uh, trying to mitigate um, the effects of climate change. And then they wanted to bring jobs back as well, although, like, the Republicans in the 90s took jobs away, and uh, during Biden's administration, more jobs have come back to the United States. And the Republicans don't really care about bringing jobs back, but they say they do. Um, it's mostly just to, to fear monger for immigrants um, or whatnot. So I just wanted to put those points <laughs> in. See, if you, like, gave me a summary of the Republican debate, I feel like I would actually understand what they were talking about. 
like what their points were. It was confusing because they were also j- just jumping around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. Right, well, we are about out of time, but thanks for listening to On Wisconsin News Reported by Badgers for the rest of Wisconsin. I'm Lexi Spevacek. I'm Hewan Lim. I'm, I'm Matthew Thompson. I'm Kayla Dembeck. And I'm Ray Kirsch. Thanks again. Tune in next week.